0: Welcome, Robin Rita.
1: Hi Padre.
0: Hey, Hi, you're on the you're on the East Coast. I'm in the Midwest and looking forward to being on this call with both of you.
1: Same with us.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Normally with celebrating life, we start out with prayer. So can I ask Rob to open up with prayer just to set the tone of our evening's discussion on divine providence?
2: Absolutely, Padre. Dear Lord God, we ask you to please open our hearts, open our minds, open our souls to just resting in you and receiving you and allowing us to be just loved by you. And a quick little prayer from one of my favorites, from Whispers of Eternity. Dear Father, Mother, this is my prayer. care not what I may permanently possess but give to me the power to acquire at will whatever I may daily need. And so we are ready to receive. Thank you, God.
0: Thank you, God. Wow, that was a very simple but yet profound prayer statement, to live that prayer. Wow, that's gigantic. It, it tells me a lot that you, number one, pick that prayer. Number two, how we live that prayer. Because most of us, is we offer it up, not I want this, or can you change that, you know, but they have the ability to say, I surrender, so whatever is is, and help me to accept that and move forward. Very profound. It, it can be life-changing for people. Beautiful prayer, Rob. Thank you. You know, and all those
2: words you just said is everything that Rita been, and I have been talking about <laughs> for, for, ah. for, for uh, in preparation for this, that whole state of presence, that, that surrendering, right, and that yeah. receiving <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I kind of know that word,
1: (laughs) try to live
0: that word at most of the time, sometimes difficulty with it, but yet it's the only way home, right?
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I met Rita and Rob in Brazil, John of God, I don't know, five, six, seven years ago.
1: It was in 2011.
0: Really? Wow. Eight years ago. My God, goodness. Then they became Celebrating Lifers. We found our people group. They were a delight. You know, I was going through my grieving of Ron Ross eight years ago, still, after two years. Passing in Brazil was such a big healing for me. And the gift behind all that was meeting Rob and Rita. We became fast friends and heart people. They've been a delight, and both of them have been professed monks in celebrating life, which is, again, tells me their, their heart, the heart for the divine, and that deeper connections, I think all of us want and desire, but when it can reflect it in other people, then God brings us together for a divine purpose. And we're talking about divine providence tonight, and I just want to say thank you for tuning in because I believe the Holy Spirit is going to give whispers to our ears, treasures, nuggets that we can take with us to help us along life way because, like all of us, sometimes we get stuck in us certain situation or an opportunity to grow, <laughs> and it can be very very difficult. But our topic tonight is divine providence. And I'm going to just hand the service over to Rita and Rob, and I'll stop in and make some comments. But I just want them to lead tonight in this, because I know they have a word for each of us tonight. So go right ahead.
1: So I would like to start with a, another simple prayer about divine providence. And I Beautiful. think it will capture the hearts of everyone here and then we can go on to some conversation and some sharing there are no magical formulas to use to conjure up miracles instead miracles happen whenever you welcome god's powerful presence into the situations you face don't worry about trying to pray perfect prayers to convince god to do something miraculous in your life simply invite god to do work in every situation in which you're seeking miracles and trust him to do what's best after you ask him to intervene.
0: Wow. Very, quite, quite simple,
1: statement. but lots of elements there. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, divine providence. of course, it's like the divine orchestration of the universe. But there's so many elements that kind of allow that into your life. And that's what Rob and I have been talking about a lot, because we feel like. We've been really blessed with the grace to surrender, to learn, to detach in order to allow this divine providence into our lives. And, and I think, you know, divine providence is everywhere and in everyone's life, but if we, we all need to participate to some extent in order to allow it to come to fruition, yeah. At least that's been our experiences, unless we, block, unless we seem to block things.
0: <laughs> well, don't you think, both of you, the practicing that daily and, and daily, it probably changes the course of how we respond or how we're asking for help or <laughs> please, God, help me in this situation. Yes, we want it to change, but yet can we accept what's in front of us and then watch the divine take it because normally we hold on it so tightly because we want the change that change doesn't come about because he wants us to uh, surrender or whatever that might be today.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and Padre, the recipe is so simple, but I know I just don't do it. And, and I think that <laughs> a lot of us are so, you know, we, we tend to fall in the same traps, right? I mean, I, and you, you described it as a daily practice. And I, I'd go even further and I'd say it's, It's a now practice. It's it's a state of being that we need to be in constantly if we want to have that intimate divine experience constantly. And I go through periods, valleys of feeling maybe that I have minimal contacts. When I get out of my own way, you know, I can plainly see that the lack of intimacy, the lack of that relationship, was because I've just haven't been in the place to receive it. It's not that God is. You know, moved away from me or hidden, hidden himself or that I somehow, that I'm being deprived in any way. The deserts I go through are the deserts I create.
0: Mm. Yeah. Or the desert is created around us. <laughs> and how do we adapt to it? Because sometimes it's just out of our control, someone else's, but and we can't control that. that. That total surrender has to happen. But being reminded, whether it's by your, your spouse, by a friend, by God, the Holy Spirit, your guides, whatever it might be, it is about positioning us in order to actually hear and respond to grace. And it's not always easy. Sometimes we're under fire. One of the reasons why I asked both of you to participate tonight is because you're a married couple, because you have four ch- grown children, it, it presents different opportunities for different people again, a lot of times, especially in celebrating life, we're kind of walking life singularly. A lot of single people in our community. And we also have divorce, separated, the gamut. Everyone's welcome. So, But the idea is being in a relationship. Relationship can be hard. And then if you add children to the mix, which is normal, but it does create something outside of ourselves that we have to adjust to. So in that situation, how have both of you responded to the challenges that present themselves on a daily basis? Because I, I go back to what the scripture says, we're two or more gathered in thy name, there I am. So to lean on each other when there's a challenge, whether it's in your life, both of your lives, or in someone else's. How do you as a couple try, I'll use that term because we sometimes miss Mark, what is your maybe go-to how to come together?
1: That's a very tricky question. and <laughs> yeah, You know, we've been through some very difficult challenges, most especially with our children. I mean, obviously, my being ill for many years was not easy, oh, yes. but that was a little different than going through things with our children because often we've seen things differently, at least initially in a situation, sometimes the same and and even have different approaches to them, right? So it's very interesting because the one thing that we have been able to remind ourselves of when it's difficult in our relationship or with a child or both is we're here as soulmates. And I like Mm. to drop out of being husband and wife and drop into being soulmates so we can get to the lessons of why we're standing in front of each other. Mm -hmm. And so even when there's situations with our children, usually there's something for us to learn as we are trying to be the best guides and soulmates for our children. There's something coming up for us to go deeper as a couple and individually in our own spiritual lives. Beautiful. So
2: So I'm going to take a, a word out of our monastic book, (laughs) Dear rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you! <yoo-hoo!
1: laughs> and
2: I'm gonna say, I'm obedient, and mm. and I'll and I'll, I'll use it in the way that you've described it so often, Padre, which is to listen. Yeah. And if I reflect on my relationship with Rita or with my children, you know, I can I can certainly put that word in many places where I've been able mm. to, you know, feed or where I haven't been obedient and I've failed. But, um, you know, to listen listen as a a father, to listen as a husband, and and to, you know, listen as a father on occasion is meant to just remind myself that I'm called to be a father, not a friend sometimes. And I need to be obedient to that calling. And and it also has meant many times that, you know, I have to be obedient to my children and understand that where I no longer can be a father, I have to let them be on their journey. They've taught me so much. I mean, I, you know, Rita and I can probably go on and on and on. You know, it's funny we can describe uh, divine providence probably in a whole lot less than an hour, even though we allotted an hour for it. But then we can probably go through examples of divine providence that could fill in a book. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think uh, m- maybe uh, obedient is is where I'm being called to describe it
0: you bring up a good point, Rob and Rita, but I'm using Rob as the example right now The you turn towards a book, a devotional, St. Benedict's The Toolbox, that we went through as novices to become monks. And St. Benedict had one thing, one chapter was on obedience, which means to listen and to apply that. And I love how you apply that to your children, to your spouse, to yourself, to God. It, It takes that listening near to say okay i'm going to listen to your side of the story because we have our own because we want situations to change but when there's a higher source a gift that is being offered us and all we have to do is pause and listen and it will allow the energy the grace the healing to take place but it's a, a discipline it just as i'm one that loves the scriptures and it's one of my go-to. Some of you might have, you go to meditation, you might go to stillness, just your own walking outside amongst the nature, that you listen to nature, that we really do connect with the divine. But the idea is divine providence, and I'll allow Rob and Rita to share maybe some of those points that they found in their own lives how divine providence came through and maybe in a difficult situation. But it really does define how we actually hear. I had a situation this week. After my prayer time, I usually turn on the TV, usually a Christian TV. And this one of these mornings, it was Joyce Myers. And I was listening to her. I I like her attitude because it's all about love, forgiveness, letting go. And she usually has some commercial that comes on talking about her conferences. And this person came on and, and it was, he was talking, and was going, I think I know that guy, you know? And it's like, it kind of took me to left field. And it's like, no, I know that guy, that's Matt. And what really was exciting for me is it was a surprise. I would say it's divine providence. It's like I haven't seen Matt or Pam in a year. Maybe I think they were at the last retreat of the fall retreat. And just to know that somebody showed up on TV, then I know. And it just brought Joy to my heart. You know, so in a different perspective, divine timing, divine providence will show up just on its own if we're aware, if we're listening, or if we're in a position to receive. So, but it just, for me, I see providence as always around me, but I think it's part of my own prayer gathering in the morning about my pausing, about reflecting, my devotion, then I allow that providence to take over my day. So, so how have you, Rita or Rob, defined providence or give us a situation where you're seeing the hand of God, the, the heart of God show up?
1: Well, I see divine providence as just the most wonderful orchestration of the universe. And the universe is always working for us. But it takes a lot of trust and faith to get there because when we're at a celebrating life retreat or things are going wonderfully in our lives, right? Oh, we're open mind and it's easy. But what happens when things get difficult? Often that's when we close down or fear comes in or there's all these other blocks that prevent us from really listening because we can't hear.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. And then sometimes we hear, and we don't like the answer.
0: Oh, that rarely happens to me. (laughs) i of course.
1: I I say that with my clients all the time. Like, sometimes I'll backtrack them into something that happened in their lives, and I was like, well, didn't you know that? Like, you're intuitive. You had a feeling or whatever. And they were like, yeah, but why did you do it anyway? And it, yeah. it could be habitual. It could be from a place of lack. I mean, we have all of our reasons of why we continue to Let, do the same thing or not follow through with right action yes, when we yes. hear that voice in however way we hear it, you know. So for me, I think when I was sick many years ago, it started before, but that being such a powerful time in my life, being terminal and I was listening really well, because that's the only thing, quite honestly, that got me here today, was really yeah. listening. Some things made absolutely no sense, like, don't mm. go to a doctor, don't, don't <laughs> do this, when, when everybody else is like, Rita is trying to kill herself, you know? I mean, she's not doing right. anything, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm doing a lot, but it didn't look like a lot to people here on the third dimension.
0: Yes. Yeah
1: yeah you know, I was doing so much work specifically with Jesus, but all of the you know the entities at the casa instrumental, Mother Mary, and all the divine beings that I was working with and it it didn't look like it didn't look like I was doing anything, but I was doing a lot of inside work, which is where the work needed to come from
0: absolutely, um, yeah
1: and follow through with that, and it was actually very difficult. <clears throat> At times to follow through with it because, and, and I, I got to commend my husband for being a great soulmate because my family was coming after me with a vengeance because they were afraid I was just allowing myself to die with four little kids. Mm. And my husband like was able to put up like a fortress where he didn't allow people to talk to me because I didn't want their negative attitudes yeah. around me. Do you you know what I'm saying? But was Mm -hmm. it hard? It was so hard because they could bring fear into you. And if you have fear, you cannot hear God. Right. So sometimes it's just being able to trust. But going through that really difficult period for myself, I've learned to trust God with all that I have. And, and even before that, like Rob and I were laughing as we were talking earlier about this conference call, on my 47th birthday, I was already had symptoms of being ill, but I was not diagnosed yet. And on my 47th birthday, I had maybe the audacity to ask Jesus for a birthday gift. And I said to him, I'm leaving it up to you on whatever you want to give me, but I would like you to give me a birthday gift. And I also said, like, I know I'll know what it is this lifetime, but I know I might not know for a a while. Like, I might not know today or tonight. I wasn't expecting it in any particular, with any particular attachment. And when I went to bed that night, I felt them all around me, and I thought I'm getting a special blessing or whatever, but that's the night that Jesus came and gave me a visitation. Now, Uh I'm going to tell you my complete... My prayer of him giving me a gift, not asking for the gift, but leaving it to him, he gave me the greatest gift I could ever receive. I would have never asked for that because probably deep inside this Catholic girl, I would have said, I'm not worthy of that.
0: Yes, so of I would have never
1: ask for that. But yeah. being in a place of complete surrender, openness, and trusting can give you something more miraculous, more awesome amazing than anything we could ever like conjure up ourselves so when we're talking about divine providence to me is having that trust that things will work out better than you could ever put together but you really have to trust the divine to get to that space
0: rita you your story is remarkable could you tell the audience what you diagnosed with So, because I know you went through the dying process, I mean, literally, and came out uh, like Lazarus, came forth back to life.
1: I was diagnosed with systemic scleroderma, which is an autoimmune disease, horribly disfiguring and painful disease. Doctors wanted to give me things like chemo or whatever, but I already knew my immune system. There was nothing left. So, those options would have killed me. And I had to stand very strong, and no, no, I will not do that. But my guidance was clear because before they even diagnosed me, there's a, there's a time in autoimmune that some people, they know you have an autoimmune disease, but they don't know what it is. So they call it inconclusive. So I was in, oh. inconclusive for a long time. But when the ah. doctor was throwing out all these autoimmune diseases, when I heard scleroderma, I heard from spirit, that's it. And I went mm. to the doctor, what is that scleroderma? Because I, I never heard of it before. And he said, you yeah. don't want that I said, I don't want any of that <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not, not a really <laughs> gift
0: I <laughs> picked.
1: And he goes, no, that one's really bad. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: well, I'm glad you use it with humor because it's like it can be devastating. And I, I'm sure it was, your process, because – and you – your verbatim you said it was not it was hard you really had to go within in order to find the gift the the breath of life again and hold on to dear life for that there's divine providence showing up in your life but again the whole world might be against you your family because they want you to live your kids they want you to live your husband they want you to live but to to live you had to give up your life and allow grace to fill you which that is extraordinary. Not everybody can do that. So kudos to you, Rita.
1: Well, thank you. But there was a death, right? And I know my children for a long time when I was healing because I was so different. I mean, one of my daughters. You've always been
0: that way. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, but, you
1: know, and one of my daughters, Gabby, was like, you're not my mother. It's like, you're right. Your mother died. Oh, <laughs> wow. But yeah, that was really the death, and I uh, of the old me uh, in many ways. I mean, I still have feistiness. I still have many of the gifts of my old life that I bring forward. But sure, I really do feel that I am a different person. I've been reborn at the casa. You might have remember I had a rebirth day.
0: Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah.
1: Spirit had given me, and 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 I I know that, and I think. Just going through it the way I went through it, but I, everyone has their own challenges: relationships, money, mm-hmm. children. I mean, everyone has something that they're dealing with. And yeah, my some people kind of like, yeah, well, you were dying, and yeah, yeah, but you know, whatever going through. What I found out is that's as difficult for you at a time that you're feeling the darkness. Yeah, and doesn't matter that one looks like one thing, but I can tell you that I learned so much through that, that I use those same principles all the time. And that's a really great Divine Providence simple story. And very recent was a client slash friend of mine from New York, who I don't hear from very much, texted me one day because she had a question about something and very, Nicely because she knows my mom lives with me and I take care of my mom. She said, "And how's your mom doing?" And at that time, mm. my mom was doing fantastic. And I said, oh, "My mom is doing fantastic, but now my my father was just diagnosed with mouth cancer. You know, at ninety two. You know, wow. And she puts me back. My father in law was saved by a doctor in at Sloan Kettering, like." amazing healer of mouth cancer. And I'm like, what? Wow. And I said, could you please pass on the name? Now, preceding this text, my dad had gone to one person. My sister went with him. I did not meet her, but she was really setting out a very extensive surgery. And he is 92, although he's in good health. But you know when you just don't feel comfortable with something? And I said to my dad, would you consider a second opinion? We should look for a second opinion. No, no, no. I'm doing it. He just wanted to get it over with.
0: Right, right. And
1: I was like, okay. But I was praying before this text, please bring us the right doctor for my dad, for his highest and best. And then I get this text with this name of Dr. Singh. And I was like, I know this is the answer to my prayer because, it came the next day, first of all, but second of
2: yeah. all,
1: you know, the, the whole thing that she would happen to have a father-in-law, same situation. And, yeah. you know, it's so interesting because I gave it to my father and I said, listen, I know that I might be a little different from you and you're not interested in a second opinion, but let me tell you how the second opinion came to me, this doctor, and then you could decide if you want to go or not. And I told him about, I believe this, was sent to us by God, and why? And he went, and this is the doctor who did the surgery. And he was literally amazing. A 12-hour surgery that she was going to do, he did in five hours. My father recovered so quickly; he's back. Everything is amazing, but it's because you ask, you trust in what you're asking, and then you follow through. Yeah, it, it can it's be simple that steps. simple yeah it's really simple steps the problem is sometimes we block it and and also like i couldn't have attachment to my father taking like willing to go or anything yeah and yeah. i was passing it on i was like up to you but if i were you mm. i'd go <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> i trust the divine always and that's that's been part of my journey Even when I don't like it, (laughs) I will bless it and give gratitude for it. And that always, and and I trust in the outcome, even if I don't like the outcome, because many times we don't like it. (laughs) But then you see the gift. It could be a day, a week, a year, 10 years down the line, you're like, thank you, God.
0: Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, Rita, that story is profound because again, just we have to be neutral when we, quote, deliver that information and you were and decided. well, if he decides to go with it or not, you at least put out the information. Whereas I know when my past life, so to speak, I wanted an outcome and it's going to be this outcome. There are times when we're so directed. So like you, I can't use doctors. I have just Jesus, Mary, all the saints going to help you. You have that divine intervention, whereas other times in the normal state of affairs, we do have to just be neutral, but give the information. And you can see how the Holy Spirit will just weave it through and the outcome will be better than we could ever expect. So I just think that's, that's amazing. Now, Rob, what is an example that you might bring to the table tonight on divine providence for yourself?
2: No, I have to pick one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, multiple yeah. choice here. Yeah. I know, remember, was it a year ago, two years ago, I don't know how long ago, that you came down with something with your foot or that you got laid up? It was painful or I'll was it back. your back?
2: Oh, my back. Yeah. But I think I have another one to share. I'm sure, that sure I, but, go but right ahead. But there's ahead. a lot of similarities in the story and I think maybe it's, it's again, I'm going to go back to, to listening. And for me, in my lifetime, in my experience with with... The encounters with the divine—it's often been about God showing something, showing me something about myself that I need to, you know, put into right action. Mm. And it's just paying attention to those to those signs. So many years ago, my oldest daughter had left me a a letter telling me and and left the house, and and her letter was letting me know that she was transgender, and Mm. she wasn't sure how to tell me. So she told wow. me in a letter. So I, I called her and I said, Jules, come on home. It's going to be okay. Well, let's talk about it and let me, you know, let me process it with you, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it was great to me. You know, it's not, this was one of those experiences that you don't ever expect, right? You don't, I mean, no. I, and I never had all. any clues about it at any time. But, you know, in that experience in that moment, and this is now where, you know, you're called to be a, a dad and a father, right? And, and you're, yeah. you know, I love, I love my child. Yeah. And I didn't understand yeah. this, this transition she was going through. And, and, and Padre, there were so many different lessons that came out of it, so many incredible experiences that came out of it, all of them divine encounters. And all of them, as, as I processed through it, came from, you know, my own fears, my own apprehensions, my own judgments. That yeah. Needed to change, yes. and you know whether it was I could make an excuse. Oh, this is horrible. This is this is horrible. You know, she's the world will reject her, and this is the child I love. Yeah. I don't want my child yeah. in a position of, of danger, and, and reprisal and rejection. Those were yeah. all my. Fears. They weren't her fear. They were my mm. fears,
0: and I had wow. to
2: let her go of those, and and then just engage in the practice of if I was in fear to put light and protection around her, but to let go of my fear. My fear were not going to be what, you know, was going to and you know, I wasn't going to let my fears interfere with her journey. Right? That was wow. certainly one big lesson I learned. And it came through that intimate, you know, encounter with God, like showing me starkly my fear. My fear mm. of that condition. And there were, you know, yeah. a whole series of things like that in 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 that that process that are probably still ongoing, but through the courage that, you know, my child had, I had this amazing growth experience, this very intimate spiritual experience of learning not only how to be a better father and and a better teacher, right, for for Mm. my child, but but also an opportunity to grow in compassion, to grow in love, to grow in understanding. And all of these things were gifts to me. And as I reflect on them and I see all of these gifts, I could, I, you know, I, I'm left with, wow, how blessed I am. Mm. And I'm, the only way I could have experienced that was through the courage that she had, to be honest with me, right? Wow. You know, we go yeah. through things that, you know, and it could have looked so different, right? I could have been yeah. in complete resistance. I could have yeah. said, no, 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 this is, this is not right, this is wrong, you yeah. know. You don't do this. It could all look so tough. different. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Well, you know, the courage that it took, but what I'm hearing from you, Rob, and kudos to you, is that you had to die to yourself, to your own beliefs, and listen to your daughter and find out what is real. Because we all have our own version of those things or opinions. And what came through all that is a new you, a new father a new heart that showed up. And it's like going through the process, I am sure was not difficult, you know, in a sense of because we go through our chaoses, our stuff.
2: Yeah, well, without a doubt. I think that's so true, Padre, because I look back at it. You can package it in a short, beautiful story. But it wasn't short, you know. no. And it
0: wasn't
2: no. at its moment where it didn't feel beautiful, <laughs> you know,
0: right? And, and yeah.
2: we all go through that, right? We we all have these experiences in our lives, whatever they may be, in a relationship or with, with a boss or with with, yeah. with our own. Where where you know we don't get through it without yeah. trusting in God and surrendering. And and for me, part of that surrender is always, always, always come back to trying to understand why why I'm in resistance. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Why? why wow. I, all of this trouble and this anxiety I'm feeling has usually not been because of the things that people around me are going through because the transition yeah. was my transition. So why was it so much about me, right? And yeah. I, I learned wow. so much about my own resistance and whether it was fear, you know, whatever it was, right? That's
1: what yeah. I did. Yeah. And, and to me, besides what we went through and learned individually as, Parents, I think there's a bigger, more universal lesson of we went very deep with oneness yeah. and seeing mm. oneness, and, and souls don't even have a sex. Um, oh,
0: right. Yeah, if you go there. You know, yeah. you're
1: seeing, yeah. like, the world is going through now, right? And we have so much separation. Well, you know, we started this many years ago of not just paying lip service to the difference of people and embracing all people. Like we really had to go into it, learn it and be part of it. And we feel it with all of our beingness, that inclusion. Mm. I feel like, again, the divine providence here was even bigger than we had our personal life lessons, but then there's the bigger lesson Mm. of what we're here and how we're here to show up in the world and to teach inclusion and to teach love and acceptance of all. And, It's a big part of what the world is going through right now, and I feel like maybe we need to learn it a little bit before everybody so that we can help (laughs) others with it.
0: Of course, yeah. We've
1: we've always seemed to get that. We've got the lessons uh, (laughs) so we can help out others, but that's, again, what we're here for, and we, we learn from growing, and we learn from going through these things, and they're not easy. So we have our hearts and our souls and our love to every single person on this call and those who might listen later that are struggling with something and it is real. And we do understand what that's like. And, but if you can pray and meditate on the knowing that God's with you, who can ever be against you? How could you ever really be hurt? Like, like, even with my dying, like, I had to accept that even if my body didn't continue, like, right. I was going to continue. I trusted that. There was going to be that aspect of me that was going to continue on and and be in a different state of beingness, but nevertheless, trusting God's plan, even when it's not our plan. Mm. And, and like we said, we, we didn't – a lot of the things that our children have been through – they have not been our plan. <laughs> <laughs> and and we have to laugh because, but they're the very things that have taught us the most and helped us grow the most. So if you can look at your situation and, and see where do I need to grow? What is, what is the universe showing me? What is God showing me here? And then, yeah. you know, I trust. I, that's the one thing I have to say. I do have... I trust God with everything that I have and in everything, mm. big things, small things, and I confront things directly on. I don't like to run from them. And they're important Like because sometimes we get a fear and we don't deal with them. And then those fears end up being a bigger issue because they flourish. They take over. So trusting yeah. you know, God and being able to let go of these things are, are just such a key to allowing the divine providence into our lives god has prepared our bodies where our when when there's a a baby being created those cells know exactly what to do no one knows exactly mm-hmm. how you know science can't right. know exactly how that happens yeah. that's God. look at the trees look at nature you know no no one needs to tell nature what to do that's all part of God. That's divine providence. Like, if you look at it, it's everywhere.
0: It really is. Both of your stories reflect on many of the stories of our listeners. Some of them might be dealing with a health issue. Others might be dealing with somebody at work, something that was unfair. And, and both of you talked about dealing with your own fears, <laughs> challenges, and that total surrender. Isn't it the the scripture says to put on Christ, the mind of Christ. How would God see this situation? Not how I'm interpreting it, because it's my interpretation that keeps me in hell every day until I surrender to heaven and then allow heaven's perspective in any situation. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying, you know, that's what I, that's what I love about our community. It's a community we can reflect off of each other and support each other through the difficult times holding that space that all's going to be well. And sometimes that's even more difficult the deeper the problem or situation is or the challenge until we're ready to let go. And we all know sometimes we have problems with letting go because we do have a perception of what life should be like. And when it gets challenged, I always say by the divine because it's a divine encounter set us up to take another growth period and hopefully my growth periods are are faster now (laughs) instead of this slow boat to China you know that I resist 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 until I get so frustrated then I finally let go after a year and I could have had that in one moment by just surrendering so divine providence really does show up for you for me for all of us on this call and we will close in 10-15 minutes with prayer but the idea is I love this conversation because it's real. And we all are faced with some choices that we would like to see differently. So in your perspective, Rob, going through multiple times of challenges in your life, what is your go-to? Is it always surrender? Is it waiting for divine providence or sitting in the silence and just listening?
2: Well, it's, it's never waiting for it because, you know, it, it's, I think it has to be more active than that. So surrender. Yeah, surrender would be a good word. You know, earlier on, Padre, you talked about, you know, that daily practice, which I, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. going to call it the the constant practice, you know, the constant state of being, state of mind, right? I I'd come across a quote from Yogananda on on divine providence, and, you know, he said, anchor yourself in the consciousness of God's ever-present divine protection. And as I reflected on those words, couldn't get past the first word. It was just so important. Anchor yourself. Anchor. Mm. Don't pass by or stop in or <laughs> on occasion. No. Anchor yourself in the consciousness of God. Be there permanently, right? So it's a yeah. permanent state of surrender in that divine... It's. It's, it's, it's what we are called to do. It's what I fail to do almost daily, right? I mean, and, and yeah. you know, it's because we lose that presence, right? I mean, we try to stay in the presence, we don't. And I think that's right. okay. I mean, even Yogananda, when he talks about meditation, he says we get distracted, you know? Yeah. And we don't stop yeah. meditating because we're distracted. We just say hi to the distraction and come back to the discipline, right? Right. Mm. Um, so we can we can anchor ourselves and we can not beat ourselves up when we're not anchored. You know, we we come back, we come back. It's just it's just really wanting to to be present and to be there in that in that state. But so it, it's not waiting; it's being active. It's being you know a participant in that encounter with God, and it, it, you know that participation really calls us to being in a in a, in a state of surrender and to anchor ourselves in God's consciousness.
0: Mm, I love that. I love the sayings of Yogananda. He has some beautiful jewels, some treasures, his quotes. And it's so refreshing to hear from him because he transcended so many things, but yet he also suffered and he took on suffering. And then he came back to life, sort of like he died and came back to life. He transcended the disease for people. So it really is about consciousness, about changing our thinking. I just saw a, a video, I think it was yesterday, of the Dalai Lama. He's getting up there in years, and it talked about people are saying, well, do you ever get angry? And he goes, and he smiled, then he let la- a big belly laugh. He goes, yeah, he goes, most of the time it's my my followers, my, my community. He goes, when something's not right, I get really angry. And I went, wow, there's an authentic guy. Being the Padre, I kind of know that with my community (laughs) but things are going right especially during my services it's like can't they get this and it's like but then you return back to god yourself there's a quote from jesus and i love this quote it says if you bring forth what is within you what you bring forth will heal you wow so if i can own that i'm angry if i'm own that i'm fearful If I can own that I disagree with what's in front of me, just to be honest with that. It brings it forth so it can be healed. Instead of pushing it down and and just being determined, this too shall pass, meaning I'm going to hold on until it passes by and it will never go on because it's within us. So we really do need to, quote, Empty ourselves—we can call it surrender, forgiveness. There's an, there's an attribute that we all need daily, our daily portion. That really, it's our—it's how we thought. But then we have this beautiful jewel of growing up, have spiritual growth periods that we can actually let go in order to go forward. And that's what I love about our community, and that's what I love about our retreat. Any other thoughts?
1: The other thing I just want to mention is very often we're thinking too much. Mm-hmm. So when we have an issue, we're trying to figure it out in thinking. And I always find that the things that I can't understand at all are all God. Oh. So sometimes stop thinking and really just open your heart and feel. And, and that's definitely going to bring you to where you need to be because I find that the minds often separate us yeah. from where we need to go.
0: I agree. That's a beautiful truth. I might have an advantage more than others because I really don't think I, don't think I think a lot. <laughs> I, let's say there's not a lot there <laughs> to go on. And so that total thing about surrender, but yes, we as individuals, as a community, as a family, as friends, we allow God's grace, the Holy Spirit to lead us. It's really about that. And to me, that's where I call it our devotion, our prayer time, our meditation group, whatever it is. When we can surrender and go to that special place that we go to, the divine is present and it will show up in divine providence. And I'm seeing it happening every day. I mean, since the spring retreat and then also our community retreat in August, something has changed in me. I can tell and I'm, I'm, I'm bragging on God, not on myself. It's like I'm hearing more clearly and I'm not interpreting it. I could hear a lot, but then I would give it my spin. And I'm learning just to go with that flow. And because isn't God supposed to be in control? So if we allow that energy to go, even though we might disagree with it, allow it, miraculous things happen. And to me, that's that's what brings us. That's what our relationship brings. Is that place in God? So it's, it's I think doing
1: it's, the will of God, but you know we don't have to understand the divine plan. No. And that's no. something that human minds want to do. We want to understand that divine plan. Sometimes we don't. Course, it has yeah. to be. It has to unfold little by little.
0: Absolutely. Yes, I agree. Well, let's move into prayer for our those who are listening now, live, and also those who will listen later on. Rita, can I ask you to lead in prayer? And Rob, if you want to follow, then I'll close it.
1: Okay. I have um, a short prayer. Mother, Father, God, great spirit of the universe, I come to you today with faith so small I cannot see a way. I want to Mm. believe you are able to do more than I ever imagined. I want to walk by faith and not by sight. God, please bring a miracle into the lives of every single person on this call and those who will listen later. I know that you can do the impossible in their lives, and we are trusting in your promises. Thank you for being a God who sees and hears every need. In Jesus' name, Amen.
2: amen. 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 Now, I don't have anything to add to that other than to let everyone on the call know that through the just the grace and the love of the energy that I feel with everyone's presence on the call, I ask the Spirit to bless you, to fill you, and to make you whole. Thank you, God.
0: Thank you, God. So as we allow that energy, that grace from the Holy Spirit to consume us through Rita's prayer, through Rob's prayer, through our conversation this evening, there is a quickening in our hearts of just knowing that truth, that knowing is God is near to us as our breath. So we allow that grace to do her thing, to heal the body. Heal the soul, heal the spirit, our relationship. I know there's one or two people who have 10 stone stones where we just decree in the name of Jesus that his divine light, divine love, the creator, just blast them away in light, disintegrate as particles and just pass through the body. We just have those who have challenges, maybe it's at work, we're just going to decree God's light, God's blessing upon this situation. And Father, release your ministering angels to them and open a door, open a way to see clearly. As we let go and we allow grace to open that door. And for those who have health challenges in the body, just place your hand on your heart. And we allow the the Holy Spirit, the entities of the Costa. Our favorite saint is Sage, our Blessed Mother, Padre Pio, Padre Ranra, Saint to these, Raphael, be with us. Allow that divine providence to take place in your beings now. Awaken, no sleeper, for God's presence is here. So I decree healing in the name of Jesus. For the, it's the blood of Jesus, the covenant, so as we empty ourselves... And acknowledge our, our separation from God and lay it on the altar. Then we get to start of fresh and new. We become the sacrifice. We say, Take me, Lord. It is I, Lord. I surrender. So I surrender any situation that has been a challenge to you in your health, in your relationships, in your finances. Divine providence takes over. We allow grace, we allow the life force that created us to create something brand new, to leave our perceptions out of the way. And we allow grace to form something brand new, a new beginning, a new year. Come, Holy Spirit, breathe upon us, entertain us, and lead us into the promise of you, God, and I are one. I feel the exceptional grace that's being poured forth now tonight. Um, maybe some of you are using my phone in your car or in your office space. presence there. It's exactly wrapping her arms around you. And maybe you'll have a crying fit, but that's a great thing because it loosens the heart. It opens the heart for more we can both listen again and hear clearly what we first had confusion with. But I just say thank you, God, for divine alignments and bless our children, our grandchildren, our coworkers, our, coworkers, our neighbors, and those strangers. We should not be afraid of anyone for we are carriers of this life. Thank you, God. God, I ask your blessings on Rita and Rob. Continue to pour out your grace and companionship with both of them, together and separately, as I walk with you like Enoch. Thank you, God, for your living presence tonight. I bless our community. I bless those who are in prayer and request every evening our community prays every day for. It. We bless you for our intentions retreat, and those coming up. We thank you, God, for your living word that goes forth, the great I am. I am whatever you desire me to become. So I say thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for your living word today. Amen.